Please remain standing and pray with me. Dear God, we're so thankful that you didn't want heaven without us. So in Jesus, you brought heaven down. Thank you. Jesus, we're so thankful that death could not hold you. And the veil tore in two. You silenced the boast of sin and grave. And now we join the heavens that are roaring the praise of your glory. For you are raised to life again. Holy Spirit, through the words I speak this morning, renew and refresh our spirits and remind us of your great love. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Would you like to hear some good news? Yes. Yeah. I can imagine, I can see your head shaking, yes. And I can hear you saying, it's about time, or please. Let me tell you, there is good news. Marcy Frick has a new granddaughter. Congratulations, Marcy. Our life group leaders have shared our Easter Holy Communion with their groups. Brothers and sisters in this Christ Church body are being healed. And we continue to say morning prayer and evening prayer here every day of the week. And in spite of the early morning rain yesterday, 91 households representing about 250 people or individuals were served bulk foods from our food pantry. Thank you to all of you who have sacrificed your time and given much effort to assist with the preparation and distribution of food pantry items. And there's also a core of a group of our church family who has faithfully sacrificed their time and effort to lead us in worship in these last few weeks. I'm thinking especially of our musicians, readers, and video team. And certainly, Father Ben has been a strong man of God and a strong leader. Please give prayers of thanks to God for all of those people. Now, I know that there are other items of good news out there. And I ask you to please share virtually, of course, your good news with your brothers and sisters. Now, these incidences of good news are indicators that we as a church, Christ Church, are committed to God and to one another. As the local body of Christ, we will not be pulled apart or knocked down. By God's grace, as recorded in the lyrics of an old song, we will survive. Now, let me mention to you the greatest event of good news. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me again. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Have you said this to a friend or relative or neighbor or even proclaimed it to yourself this week? We today have the privilege of historically knowing that of this good news as recorded in God's word and proclaimed by many who have gone before us. However, Jesus' disciples did not immediately see, hear, or believe in this special good news. Let's look again at our gospel reading, John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. You see, on the day of the crucifixion, Jesus' disciples, distraught and afraid, distraught and afraid, ran away and hid from the Jews and the Roman authorities. Today, we find ourselves in despair and overrun with fear as we are hiding from the COVID-19 virus. The disciples wondered why their Messiah had left them without restoring the kingdom. We are impatiently waiting expectantly for our government to get things back to normal. What are we to do? When will it end? What bad news will we hear tomorrow? What other fears do you have? Fear of illness? Fear of job loss? Fear of failure? Do you fear the times we live in today? Our culture is obsessed with greed, power grabbing, and lack of regard for our fellow man. Our decisions are made based on current socially accepted behaviors. Sports stars are more valued than those who teach our children. These realities of societal decay are not limited to the secular world around us. Our Christian leaders seem to have bought into the way of the majority. We find apathy in the church, a compromise of truth, little or no regard for the sanctity of life. It seems that even our churches, as well as the politicians, have rejected the idea of being under the authority of God. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of love going on in the world around us, does it? 1 John 4.18 tells us that perfect love drives out fear. What is the source of that perfect love? It is God who came in human form, Jesus Christ. John goes on to say that we love because he first loved us. That love was fully demonstrated by his death and resurrection. That love was fully demonstrated by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let's look again at our gospel, chapter 20, John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. It was the evening of Easter Sunday and the disciples were still in Jerusalem. They were hidden behind locked doors because they feared the Jewish authorities. 
Jesus came to them and said four words. Peace be with you. Peace. Shalom. The risen Christ gives this blessing to his first followers. Now this is more than just a word of reassurance, a don't panic guys, it's just me. He brings them peace promised to give. The peace he promised to give. The peace of reconciliation with God. To prove it is really him, Jesus shows them his hands and his side. They can see without a doubt that he was the one who was crucified, that their king lives. And just as he promised, their grief would turn into joy, their anguish and despair swallowed up by the astonishment and delight. They too now believe that Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Continuing with verse 20, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. But what if that's not enough? What if you want more to see him for yourself before you'll believe? We might not be able to see Jesus physically today, but on the night before he died, Jesus promised that after his ascension, he would send the Holy Spirit. It's a promise he reminds the disciples of in verse 22 of today's gospel. He promised the Spirit that he will guide us into all truth, speaking the words of Christ to us, revealing the Father and the Son to us. We can see Christ now through faith and through the work of the Holy Spirit, revealing him to us as we read his word. We can see Jesus as the Holy Spirit reveals him in the lives of others around us, as, especially as we see lives transformed by the gospel. We can see Christ in and among his people, in his body, the church, in this body, appropriately called Christ's church. John wants us to believe. In John 11, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Jesus said. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe? Actually, you remember from the gospel, one of them doesn't believe. That's Thomas. For whatever reason, he wasn't with the other disciples that night. So when they tell him, we have seen the Lord, he doesn't believe. He wants to see it for himself. He needs to see in order to believe. It's easy for us to be critical of Thomas for this, but we need to remember that the others hadn't believed the testimony of Peter and John and Mary either. All Thomas is wanting to see is the same things they did. The next Sunday, he gets his chance. Again, Jesus appears to them. But this time, he turns to Thomas and shows that he knows exactly what Thomas had said. He offers his hands and his side to Thomas and says, Here, go ahead and touch them if you want. In a way, we should be grateful 
that Thomas was so skeptical because we might have missed the greatest response to the news that Christ is risen. That's Thomas's declaration. My Lord and my God. It's not just faith that Jesus has risen, but belief in the deeper revelation that Jesus is God. Thomas told us of a deeper revelation that Jesus is God. And we would have missed Jesus' blessing on us. Afterwards, he said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. See, that's a blessing for us. We can no longer see Jesus in the same way as the disciples did, physically present among us. But that's not to say we can't believe. We've ample evidence to do so. Now, I'm wondering, how do we balance our joyful celebration of Christ's resurrection with the enduring reality of this fallen world? Easter is a time when the church reminds itself that what God creates anew remains everlasting. That's how we balance. This COVID-19 pandemic has presented the worldwide body of true and committed Christian believers with a great opportunity. We may not be able to pursue and live life as normal, but I believe that each of us has the answer to changing this world in the midst of this terrible time. We know that we have a God who makes all things new. His Son, Jesus, is the reality of a new way. Our resurrected Lord is the first concrete fruit of the new heavens and the new earth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He died but is risen. He overcame sin and death. Jesus is the way, the only way. He has ushered in the beginning of a new heaven and a new earth. Certainly, he can overcome COVID-19 and all the other ills of this world. We are called to strengthen our trust in him, Jesus, the risen Lord. Where do we start? Of course, the most personal and powerful testimony is the newness of a regenerated, converted life. We must be born again. Then as believers and disciples, we enter into a regimen of prayer, earnest prayer, prayer for revival for Winston-Salem, for the world. We can be praying for healing and deliverance of this world from this devastating disease that we're facing. We can pray in our homes. We can pray and we can encourage others to pray using the various platforms of social media. We can be praying and believing for the vast expansion of the kingdom of God. Let us use this time wisely. Why are we focused on that? Because there are so many people who are desperate to grab on to some kind of hope. We know 
that Christ is the only hope for this world. We know that Christ is the only hope for this world. Over 40 times in John's Gospel, Jesus is identified as the one sent by God. Now, he commissions his followers, including us, as the sent ones. In verse 22 And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus not only sends his followers into the world, he empowers them to do the work he's commissioned them to do. In verse 23, he said, If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. That's part of our work, seeking and giving forgiveness. The disciples are commissioned by Christ to take the gospel, the good news, to the world. They are given the Holy Spirit so they can bring the presence of Christ to the world. They and we are to carry out Christ's work of making disciples. The church must tirelessly proclaim the newness of God's kingdom of grace, forgiveness, and his promised return. And now Jesus says to his disciples, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. Don't be disillusioned. Of course there are those who will mock us and God. Many who say that Jesus' death and resurrection is a myth, a metaphor, or a parable. John writes simply that Jesus showed his disciples his hands and his side. The risen Jesus was no metaphor, analogy, or parable. He was flesh and blood human being. Flesh and blood human being who was crucified, dead, buried, and was risen from the dead. Jesus showed his followers his hands that were pierced by nails, and he showed them his side where he had been pierced by the sword. Yes, we may find ourselves ridiculed and rejected, mocked and even persecuted. But we have been given the Holy Spirit and we must proclaim the risen Lord. We must be ready to defend the faith once delivered to the saints. One of the early church fathers and saints was Maltu, Bishop of Sardis, which is in modern Turkey. Bishop Maltu delivered one of the most comprehensive defenses on the death and resurrection of Jesus. In the last quarter of the second century, he wrote on Pascha, or on Easter. The last few lines of his work are as follows. The Lord clothed himself with humanity and with suffering on behalf of the suffering one, and bound on behalf of the one constrained, and judged on behalf of the one convicted, and buried on behalf of the one entombed, rose from the dead and cried out loud, Who takes issue with me? Let him stand before me. I set the free, the condemned. I set free the condemned. I give life to the dead. I raise up the entombed. 
Who will contradict me? It is I, says the Christ. I am he who destroys death and triumphs over the enemy and crushes Hades and binds the strong man and bears humanity off to the heavenly heights. It is I, says Christ. So come, all families of people adulterated with sin, and receive forgiveness of sins. For I am your freedom. I am the Passover of salvation. I am the lamb slaughtered for you. I am your ransom. I am your life. I am your light. I am your salvation. I am your resurrection. I am your king. I shall raise you up by my right hand. I will lead you to the heights of heaven. There shall I show you the everlasting father. He it is who made the heaven and the earth and formed humanity in the beginning, who was proclaimed through the law and the prophets, who took the flesh of a virgin, who was hung on a tree, who was buried in the earth, who was raised from the dead and ascended to the heights of heaven, who sits at the right hand of the Father, who has the power to save all things, through whom the Father acted from the beginning and forever. This is the Alpha and Omega. This is the beginning and end the ineffable beginning and the incomprehensible end. This is the Christ. This is the King. This is Jesus. This is the Commander. This is the Lord. This is He who rose from the dead. This is He who sits at the right hand of the Father. He bears the Father and is born by Him. To Him be the glory and the might forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please stand as we 